I think both of us do well in saying, look, we going to fight fair. We going we gonna to talk about what we're talking about, and we going to move on. And we're going to be kind. We have each other's best interests at heart. Mm-hmm. We want each other to, to win. win. That oh, <laughs> that was dumb. Oh, no. So you want me to win like that? Because we just want to yeah. win like that. Okay. I liked it. That was good. <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Dr. Nina, and you right, you at the Now That's Life podcast. Today, we're going to explore a little on love and the internet and a bit about what I've learned about it. More specifically, today is going to center around dating successfully as a professional woman. And also, we're going to have a surprise Q&A with Bay. Yes. Bay. I'm your host, Dr. Nina Ellis Hervey. I'm a licensed clinical and school psychologist in the states of Texas and Louisiana. I'm a tenured professor, a certified professional life coach, and also a clinic director. Some of you all might also be familiar with me from over on YouTube, where I'm beautiful brown baby doll. While I want you to have fun and enjoy this podcast, and I want it to be a helpful and great resource to you, it's definitely not meant to be a substitution for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. So y'all, now I'm starting to infuse co-host or guest on my show and today's guest is someone I affectionately call young man Sean who I've been getting to know over the past year and have been building a relationship with so in celebrating a year we decided to answer some of the questions that you all sent in so thank y'all to all y'all who hold it down over there on the YouTube community wall and not only that over on Instagram if you didn't catch that make sure that you go and check it out every now and again I love to do polls and include you guys and a lot of the things that I have coming up. But I hope y'all enjoy this today. I think if you sit back, relax, get your coffee, a little bit of wine, maybe even some water, I'm sure you will enjoy the show. So what is up, y'all? Of course, it's your girl, Dr. Nina Ellis Harvey. I am super excited for today's show, for today's podcast. Why are you laughing already? You so weird. <laughs> You about to crack some jokes. Or bust the rums. Oh, bust the rums. Okay, y'all. So, yeah. So, I'm here with my boo bear. With my bae. (laughs) 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 And we um, about to have just a nice little conversation. And this was brought on because I know a lot of you guys asked me dating questions. I know last year was one of the first years that I kind of opened up about having a breakup last year um, and just, you know, what it means to have a breakup and being okay with that. And many of you all commended me in um, what you call being so grown up <laughs> and not talking negatively or being rude. And and I think that that's just something I've always been taught. And so now I thought it would be nice to talk about what does that aftermath look like? Like what... What happens on the other side? Like, do you become bitter? Do you become angry? Do you stop dating? Do you stop looking for, not looking for, but do you stop wanting to be found by greatness or goodness? And can you recover from that? And I think today is essential because you guys will get to meet a person that is very important in my life, um, who I have been building a relationship with for the past year. And I'm going to have him 
<laughs> and he's like laughing and giggling, got this face going, y'all. I don't understand what's she going on. She just blushing, y'all. She blushing. I, I always be blushing. <laughs> okay, so we gonna have him introduce himself and kind of tell you more. We're gonna go into our story and we're gonna answer some questions that you guys put up on the YouTube community tab. Thank you to all of you beautiful people. Some of y'all was sweet. Some of y'all was nosy as all heck. And some of y'all <laughs> was extra preachy. And that's okay. I think that's all right. Mm-hmm. Y'all know I love you. You're my sisters, aunties, cousins, and grandmas in my head. So let's go ahead. All right. So you want me to introduce myself? Yeah, but that's okay. what we said. All right. Bunny bread. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, everybody? My name is Sean. Uh, I am from the city of Detroit. My name is Sean. <laughs> <laughs> to my Detroit people, what up, though? Seven Mile. Um, I went to school at Michigan State. Uh, I have a Bachelor of Science in Mechanical Engineering. I also went to a business school at Michigan State. Things that are, I would say, interesting about me, things that I enjoy doing. Um, I am a first-generation college grad out of my family. (laughs) (laughs) I also love to travel. Um, I've traveled to many places all around the world and all across the U.S. Um, I like food. I like amazing food. I think we both like. We do. We love some food. You know? <laughs> and he can cook, y'all. He ain't talking about everything. He can cook. I do. I do like to cook, uh, and I also like to uh, give back to people like me. I grew up on the east side of Detroit. You know, all right. Grew up in a in a, in a from a, came from a poor family. Um, came from modest means, and uh, just got to a point where in my my life. Things are going very good, especially meeting this sexy, little, pretty, (laughs) amazing woman. Oh, thank you. You just trying to be cute in front of the people. Okay, I see what you did there. I take it, okay? So y'all getting to meet him, and I'm sure you guys will get to know us a little bit more through the course of the show. Um, I'm I'm just kind of super excited about this, even though he about to leave me and head home. Uh, but I I am very grateful to have him on today and have him be such a great and, and willing sport um, to do fun things with me that I enjoy doing. So you've introduced yourself so now we're gonna talk about how we met and i think both of us can kind of comment to that because i feel like both of us probably saw it differently we did we did we We probably probably have a different story for our first date and you know we'll probably talk more in depth about that Mm because i plan to do more on like online dating so that tells them a little bit more Mm -hmm. um but I guess we can go ahead and start. You can, let's let's have you lead this you discussion. Have me lead this? Yeah. Okay. How we okay. meet, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I travel a lot for work, right? And um, although I live in the Midwest right now, uh, I have a um, part of my uh, role at work which has me traveling very often or had me traveling very often to Houston so uh, one day I happened to be in Houston and I I said to myself you know what I'm single it's been some months since 
you know, I've uh, been outside of uh, my last relationship, and I, I feel like I've healed enough uh, to the point where, you know, I'm ready to meet someone else and build ding, someone Ding, ding, healing. Okay. Yeah. Just want, want to point that word <laughs> out, all right? Healing. So, um, I'm in Houston, and I, I have a few friends here that I went to uh, undergrad with, and um, however, I, I didn't really know a ton of people here. So for me, I said, you know what, let me hop online and see what the dating scene is like online here in Houston while I'm here. I'm here for about four days, and uh, I hopped on an online dating app. I think we'll... Did, did, did. We can talk about that on another show. We'll talk about that. But on it was an show. online dating app. It was an y'all. online dating app. Actually, I mean, we can say which one okay. it was. Okay, it was Tinder. So what uh, I have my butt on Tinder for? What was well, it? you was trying to meet a fly guy like me. No. Um. <laughs> so no, I hopped on hopped on Tinder. Um. And I just wanted to see what the dating scene was like here. So, um, I matched with a few people while I was here. However. Um, there was something that stood out about Nina. And I said, you know what? Forget all these other people. I want to get to know her. Bloop. Let me get to know her specifically. Message. (laughs) 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 So it's funny because, you know, while I'm here, of course, I had to work. And then once I finished work, I caught up with a few friends. And after that, I said, you know what? Um, I'm at a point in my life. I'm at a point. And, and just just within me where I want to meet someone and I want to get to know someone. So I'm going to put some effort towards getting to know that person. <laughs> so I, um, me and Nina, we text back and forth. She didn't give me her number at first. We text back and forth um, on, on oh, the yeah, app. Yeah, to throw that in there, a little you salt. <laughs> okay. You didn't give me your number right away. Um, but eventually, you know, we, we decide, okay, this person is pretty cool. This person is dope. Like, let's, let's meet up. Um, and so the first day that I met her, I said, you know what, let's go ahead and let's meet the first day. Like, whatever, let's do it. We met on Friday. Let's go out on Friday. And she told me she had to wash her hair, y'all. So (laughs) that did not, that did not happen on Friday. But that is so rude. She did make herself available the next day, on Saturday, uh, and we went out on Saturday, and it was a great, it was a great day, and yeah. we've been dating ever since. We've been rocking ever since. We have, we have, and we. I'm glad you ended it like that because we're gonna talk about the different ways to, uh, you know, this courting process works and works out. I didn't want to get too far into that right now. I wanted this to be a little bit more introductory, so. Uh, yeah, I think I can agree. I think I can agree with what you said. Um, about <laughs> he said that I needed to wash my hair, or I said that I really don't remember she that. Did, she didn't want to go out with me the first day, y'all. That's cool, that, though. That's what? cool. She was trying to be real, you know, mysterious. I am mysterious. You I don't have to try. Ooh, blue. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, okay. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, and I it's not that I didn't want to. I wanted to, you know, I was kind of in a place where I had decided that I wasn't going to care as much, and I think this, this leads into one of our questions later on, so I'm not going to go too deep, but I was in a position where I was just like, I'm not looking for anything, you know, if God has something for me, then 
that'll be. And it was a suggestion of my best friend for me to get on there, which she met and married her husband from Tinder. They just had their first baby. Shout out to Stella and Stanton. What up, Stella and Stanton? What up? What up? What up, dog? But yeah, y'all, so that was like one of the bigger things for me was just getting to know him and meeting him. But I, I wanted to make sure we pointed out how we met. And so definitely meeting was on Tinder. So it can happen in this way. And how long have we been dating, Sean? It's, it's been a year since September 8th. It's been a year. a year. Ain't we that crazy, y'all? We celebrated the year yesterday. We sure did. And it was so sweet. He got me some rosies and some other gifts. Oh, cute. <laughs> y'all, I got him a prayer jar. She did give me a prayer jar. To decorate and to I, create. I told her I need all the prayers. I, I do, so... If y'all some praying people, y'all could pray for me too. Or pray for us. Go ahead, but don't be praying them. Uh, if you if you love the devil, don't be praying <laughs> to Jesus on my behalf. I'ma just tell y'all. <laughs> T D Jakes told me to be specific with the people who pray for you. You don't need everybody praying for you. See, I learned that too. So if you love the devil out there, don't be praying to Satan. Mm-hmm. We don't need none of that. Sorry, y'all. I I know I might have some Satanists listening. Sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, y'all. <laughs> why are you so weird? Okay, so, y'all, we're going to move on to some of these questions. And I want to thank you guys for sending in questions. And not only did I go through the questions, Sean went through the questions. Sure and we did. really found, like, eight of them to be really, or nine of them, to really stand out to us. And they really shared a common theme with a lot of the other questions. So if you don't necessarily hear your question, know that this is not the end of this series. There will be more like this coming up. And you'll have the chance to address your questions. So make sure you watch out on the community tab Follow me on Instagram. Make sure that you're commenting on the polls and things of that sort so that I can hear you. You know, DM me some of your questions. I would love to hear from you. We would love to hear from you as we do future episodes on this. So the first thing we're going to talk about is uh, in dating, who do you see each other to be really? So for Sean, did you want to go first or you want me to go first? You go first. I would say with Sean, I see someone who is observant, um, very kind, helpful, uh, sees a lot of things coming from all different angles, uh, God-fearing, handsome, funny, smart, um, silly. And that's a good thing because I'm silly. Uh, why are you giggling? Uh, man, you are silly. Uh, <laughs> you be playing right into it. Um, and you know what I really, really see to be true about Sean is if he does not understand something or if you're engaging in something he's not quite familiar with, he does show interest and he wants to understand it and he wants to know more about it. So it's not like those people that you date that only try to know something just to impress you or to make you like them more. He actually does get involved and engaged and wants to know things Uh, right down to my friends. So it's like when you met my friends and when you met my family, it was like you asked them questions. You wanted to know more about them and you shared. And that was very impressive to me uh, because not enough people 
do research or know things about people. They assume they know things and they really don't. So that was really impressive to me. Um, and it stood out to me a lot. And I also feel like he has a traditional uh, mindset on a lot of things in terms of uh, the future of marriage and a household and, um, you know, understanding what it is to be a young man and things of that sort and taking care of a family and taking care of things. And that's a good thing. I mean, that's what I told God I wasn't going to go for nothing less no more. Like these people who don't know what they doing in the world, like they don't even understand the world themselves. I didn't want that no more. So I'm, I'm not, that ain't throwing shade. That's just saying what I don't want. So I think those were all things that were very eye-catching for me. Not only eye-catching, but mind-catching. And it's hard to, for people to capture my mind uh, and for me to not be bored or to, not, or to you know, be impressed. I'm not impressed very si simply or easily. So those were all things that I cherish and think are awesome. I got to go after that, man. Aww. Yeah, you feel like all that about me for real? Yeah, you're wow. cool. That's dope. Blue. Man. All right. Um, man, I got to go after that. Okay. So, <laughs> um, no pressure. But, um, no. I think Nina is just a real... <laughs> Why are you laughing? I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Let's be serious. All right. So, I think Nina is very sweet. She's very intelligent. Um, she is very God-fearing. Uh, she absolutely has a lot of, I would say, we're very aligned from a traditional sense, from a household sense. However, I love to have and understand her input and why she feels a certain way about anything it's, it's it's amazing she pays very close attention to detail she's a great listener <laughs> <laughs> she's laughing because she knows okay i um, pay too much attention. yeah you she pays very close attention to detail which i think is really cool i think that's dope one thing i feel like that sticks out to me about nina is that she's very kind and I think you guys heard her say that about me, and I think that that's something we pride ourselves for one another is as we grow and get to know each other that we're going to get into arguments. It's, it's just going to happen. We oh, too, yeah. We two smart people in a relationship, and we both have type A personalities, which is fine. Mm -hmm. However, at the end of the day, you want someone that has your best interest at heart and someone that's kind. I feel like Nina is definitely that person. Okay, I'm going to stop <laughs> blushing now. So that was like the first question because some of you all did kind of, a lot of you all kind of alluded to what even attracted us to one another, what kept it going. I think those are all characteristics. And I think um, also I felt like even though both of us, I, I'm going to add this on at the end, had never been married, no children, any of that, and had been on the dating scene. One thing that I found refreshing too, and I, I don't, know if Sean feels the same way but is that there wasn't that level of ridiculous bitterness towards dating towards getting to know people yeah. uh being close being close I would say that and also just not trying too hard some people yeah. uh they either try too hard I would say or try too little 
Yeah. Like. Or calculate everything. Yeah, they calculate everything and, oh my God, like, you know, you can't do this or we can't do that or we, you know, we not supposed to do this and it, it is, I think it, you know, whatever you decide, what you're wanting to do in your relationship and how you're plan how you plan on getting to know someone and court someone that's up to you and that person if it feels comfortable for you and that person everyone else doesn't it doesn't, doesn't really matter. matter yeah like these rules from the aunties and the cousins mm-hmm. i mean i think you have to align with god and you have to align with your yourself and your morals your values um, and also your level, because sometimes I think we pay so much attention to rules that we forget um, where we fit in. Like, mm-hmm. we don't even think about how does it affect us? Will this affect or our lives? Or does this make me happy? Does this make me happy? Am I able to get to know my person? Or am I mature <laughs> enough to handle the decisions I'm making? Absolutely. Am I able to handle the consequences that come with the decisions I'm making? And I, I think that that keeps us from living our full potential because we try to go by these rules or these things that everybody tells us we need to do. Um, and I, I know I tell you guys this on my YouTube channel is just because I said I do. It doesn't mean you have to do it, but I want to encourage you to look into things that might work for you. That was something that I was really, really impressed with when it came to Sean is just ensuring that we both had similar thoughts about dating because i've met enough people who seem to fit the bill but they really are (laughs) and i don't want to say damaged but i would say um very because i think we all have a level of damage but they are very much um they're not ready they're not ready and they probably will never be ready like they've allowed life to hit them so hard (laughs) that they continue to just knock everybody down and and that's not Yeah, and they think, or they think you're supposed to adjust everything you do in order to make only them okay, and that's not how it works, you know. And so I think that that was something that I've been very impressed with over the past year. So I wanted to make sure, without further ado, that we got into these questions that y'all asked, and Sean and I are both looking at these questions. So the first one was, this is by Renshiv. I hope I'm saying your name right, Renshiv. But the question was, hi, Dr. Nina. I want to know if we had to let our walls down for someone to love us. Um, If they love us, they will help us bring it down together. Hmm. Um, Good question. And I I think we just kind of touched on that when we talked about what people expect you to do for them in a relationship. I think you have to be very careful. And I'm sure Sean will have some some input on this. But I think you need to be very careful when it comes to saying what someone else needs to bring to you in terms of a relationship. And the reason why I say that is because not enough of us review ourselves and know why things are the way they are. So if your walls are up, and I have to say this as a psychologist, you might want to explore with a therapist why that is. Because I don't feel that we should put it off on anyone to have to knock down walls. You see, when when you get in a relationship with people, yes, you have remnants of old relationships, you have difficulties, and I expect for some of those things to come up, no matter how young or how old you are. Of course, the older you are, the more times you've been through it. Um, And you might be more jaded. But the one thing I need to point out there is it's not the responsibility 
responsibility of anyone else to fix you. And you don't want anybody to have that responsibility because relationships and life are already hard. And you don't want to put someone in a position where they have to feel like they have to be your sole fixer. That's a big responsibility in the presence of trying to get to know and love you. Um, And they have to deal with their own stuff. That's just too much work because at the end of the day, I I feel like that that whole saying of you complete me, well... I don't feel like I. I feel like we we've talked, we've talked about, about this. this. You shouldn't necessarily look for someone else to complete you. You should already be complete before you come into the picture. Now there are going to be things that you work on yourself with, or work on yourself for, or or you're working to make yourself better for the person that you're with. However, you should be healed enough to a point where you're able to build something new. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. I agree with that. And I do feel like that there's going to be levels of things that people deal deal with. I, I don't think it's abnormal. So when you say about your walls, I would have to understand more about that. That's the scientist in me. But one thing I would say, though, is if it's what I'm thinking it is, one thing you want to practice is first finding out why your walls are up. Um, and being able to coherently discuss that and also be able to talk about that with your potential partner. I think something that we try to stray away from in essence of being too light sometimes is not discussing the issues that we have. Sometimes I think you should. I think you should talk about, you know, some of the past hurts that you've encountered and, and maybe this, this does uh, um, upset some of the ways that you move and you make decisions and you're working on that. I think your partner does deserve to understand that because sometimes when people know why you do certain things, they are able to understand them more, digest them more, and talk with you and not take them as personally. However, I would say it's still not their responsibility to sort through your stuff in order to get you to be more amenable to a relationship. So I would first say therapy is a great thing. If you have walls that are high, thick, and can't be knocked down, then you definitely first need to go and sort that out within therapy. Talk about why that's happening and how that's affecting your relationships moving forward. And I think you also need to be open with this potential person you might be entering into a relationship with. Let them know that you have walls that are high, but you're working on that and what has led to that. So maybe they can know and be in, you know, be well in the know, well so informed. So they can be well informed. And know if they so even want to take make on. they decision to take hey. on that type of responsibility. Exactly. Because at, at the end of the day, that is a responsibility. If you're someone that are you're still working on yourself to a point where you can actually build something meaningful, meaningful with someone else, they have to understand what are some of the things that you're dealing with right now mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. Very true. So good question. I think that was very raw and very real. Um and I think a lot of people encounter it. Like we said, we've discussed that in our relationship. So, and, and I think that that's essential and important. So I think your question in itself is grown up and mature. Uh, but I think the next step is really sorting through why those walls um, are so high. The, assuming you're talking about yourself because you might be asking for a friend. Okay. So <laughs> um, thank you for that question. Our next question comes in from Wanda Small. Did you want to read that one, babe? That must mean you want me to read that one. Okay. Um, So Wanda Small says, looking good, Doc. Me and my husband tend to agree to disagree, but I feel as though 
When that happens, we didn't resolve the matter at hand. Do you guys have any suggestions as to how to handle that? I think you should start. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, in, in this regard, I feel that we have a really good way of handling disagreements. Mm-hmm. I think that when we, <laughs> when we have a disagreement or an argument, um, that's a trigger word for some people. Oh God, yes. But but anyway, <laughs> um, we feel we feel that arguments are healthy, especially when you can mm-hmm. talk through them and uh, come to a consensus. So mm-hmm. I think we put when we argue, we put things into two buckets. First, we talk about um, the facts of the argument. We break down all of the facts and we talk mm-hmm. about what it is that you said, what it is that I said, and what it is that you did, what it is that I did, okay? Mm-hmm. Once we do that, we move on to feelings. Mm-hmm. How does this make me feel, okay? So once we, 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 we talk about the facts, we talk about the feelings of how it made me feel, mm-hmm. then we go on to, uh, I would say, resolving the, the argument phase of the argument. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next time, what is it that we're going to do? Mm-hmm. How are we going to get through this? I would I would say that that's typically how we resolve things, and I feel like it it's gotten us really far. It I agree with that. I think, um, and we we actually strangely enough were watching TV this morning, and it was a psychotherapist on, and one thing she said is it scares her when couples don't argue. When they say that, she knows that there is a deeply rooted problem. Um, I think sometimes people are so afraid to dig deep because of either A, hurting one another's feelings or B, uh, coming off as too argumentative that we skip around. And, and my, and, and Sean could probably attest to this, one of my things in saying is I think we should talk about it more so that we solve it for the future too. Not to say that we're going to solve everything that comes up, but sometimes you learn how to treat one another by getting to the root of an argument. Like, why is this happening? Why are we having this sort of argument? Or why did, you know, what set you off? Because I think sometimes, too, um, I know for me, I, as any human, I have triggers. Uh, <laughs> I think for Sean, he would say he does. Um, but I think it's important to discuss that. So a person might not have gotten mad because of, what you said they might have gotten mad at how you said it it, or they the the reverse what you said as opposed to how you said it Mm -hmm. um some people you can curse and scream at them but certain words you say might be what sets them off so i know that you have to be quite cognizant of those types of things within your partner and those are things that when you say agree to disagree sometimes what i take that as is we're going to say that you no one won here and we're just gonna go away we're gonna go move and and it's not about winning that let me emphasize this too this society especially I think a lot of the feminist movement has put a lot of that over it, that it's about winning. It's about someone having to be the head or the winner or the one who made the best point. And sometimes that's not the case in arguments. Sometimes the mature thing is to be able to admit when you might have been wrong, but the other person may need to admit that maybe they went about it the wrong way or maybe they confronted it the wrong way. Um, So when I hear things like agree to disagree, I get afraid that sometimes you're not discussing it to the point where you know 
okay, this is why we were actually angry in the situation. This is what set him off. This is what set me off. And I think it's okay to address those things. I think agreeing to disagree when the when the argument has gone ad nauseum, because I think we all have had those situations where you just keep talking about it and keep going into it. And you just table it for another time. Um, I do believe in the old adage that no one should go to bed upset. I think that that's not a good place because you wake up the next day, you're still resentful. You're thinking about things you could have, would have said. So I think that it's important in the face of those arguments to say, no one's winning, no one's losing. But let's discuss why we might have gotten upset about this or my, why we might have disagreed so we can be more armed with knowledge in the future. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. That's fair. I think that's what we do. We do. And you got to realize, y'all, for what he does for a living. <laughs> We're, we have very similar backgrounds. Right. It's a lot of, it, well, you're a psychologist. Yeah. But, but I deal I, in numbers. I, 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 both, I deal in numbers, too. I'm a finance person. Uh, however, I'm also a strategist. I negotiate a lot. And mm-hmm. um, when I say negotiate, I negotiate internally with mm-hmm. my team members and I negotiate externally with people outside of my company. In that regard, when it comes to sitting down with someone just like me, mm-hmm. I would say that we're, we both have a huge psych, psychology and numbers. <laughs> and numbers portion to our background. We're very and analytical. And analytical. We're very quantitative and qualitative and let's move this thing forward type of like people. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then at the end of the day, I will say. Um, there, there, there have been some times where we would discuss about something, and like you say, to to argue to not. Na- what did you say? Ad nauseum. Ad nauseum. <laughs> Were you mean just like throwing up? Uh, <laughs> like, I can't do nauseous. this anymore. <laughs> oh my god! Just stop. <laughs> so we've gotten to that point. I, I would say a few times, but here's what I'll say: if if Nina and I have argued a hundred times. That's probably happened like two or three times. Yeah, like that's true. Most of the time when we have a discussion, it's very healthy and I feel like it's very productive. Well, and we're respectful. And when we find each other, the border in that, either of us, we correct that. You know, you have to teach people how to treat you too. And I think a lot of arguments that happen are because people start going off into some other field or place. And we all do that. That's human. We love. We want to bring up everything we thought we should discuss, um, but I think both of us do well in saying, "Look, we gonna fight fair. We gonna we gonna talk about what we talking about, and we gonna move on. And we gonna be kind. And and we we know that we going back to what I said earlier. We have each other's best interests at heart. Mm-hmm. We want each other to, to win. win. That oh, <laughs> that was dumb. Oh, no. That was good. So, Wanda Small, hopefully that helped to answer your question. All this episode is getting really good, and I hope you're enjoying your time with us. But right now, we're going to take a quick break and pick right back up where we left off. What's up, y'all? We are back. I hope you're enjoying this show. And now we're going to head back in to the audience and listener questions. Uh, we're going to go to R. Jordan 231 How long should you wait to be official? Boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife. That was a good question and you know what i'm going to have sean again start on this and i'm gonna tell you why because sean has been a great 
leader in this relationship. And I have not had to be anything but a young lady. And so I'm going to let him talk about. I can talk about that. How okay. that. So, so here's what I'll say. Uh, at the end of the day, when a man is ready, and I feel like when he's mature, uh, to have a meaningful relationship, meaningful courtship um, for this relationship that he's building, right? Mm-hmm. He's not going to let the woman that he's courting or dating waver in her thought process of, oh my gosh, is he interested in me? Oh my gosh, does he want to be with me? Uh, oh my God, do we have a future together? Mm-hmm. The mature, I would say, area of that man is not going to allow that to happen. I'll say one, because he doesn't want that, that woman to get away. If, he, if he's found that she's that, that type of woman, he's not going to want her to get away. Second, because he's just being, uh, I would say... A, a person who's being intentional. Yeah. Right? And and so so when it comes down to it, I will say that if we put a timeline on it, we started dating in September. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew that I wanted her to be my girlfriend in January. I mean, mm-hmm. it was very, it was very soon for me. I am. A, I, I mean, I am. We older. made it official on December thirty first. We made it official December thirty first. Well, you, right? You I made, made it fi- clear. I made it clear to you December thirty first. Yes. Right before the new year. Yeah. So it was about three. It was about three months. Yep. About three months. Three and a half or so. Three yeah. And a half, right. So. Yeah, I think. Am I missing something? No, I agree. Okay. I'm. I'm going to say that. And this is just my scientific because I think I think it's important that a man answers that question because I am as much as strong as I am and as strong as I can be. I am still very much a woman and I do like to be courted. I like for somebody to do those things. I'm not going to push. I'm not going to do none of that. In fact, I think we found that more people were pushing us from the outside. Oh, absolutely. Than us as yeah. a unit to be something more than. There have been times where I know women and men that can be pushy mm-hmm. about that situation, and they can kind of ruin natural points in the relationship. I, I might have something that I'm planning, and I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to mess that up. Like and he want, did. He did it in front of my mom. I didn't do that on purpose, y'all. Like it was. It was. But, I mean, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it like that. I mean, I'm like joking. I was. <laughs> I wasn't trying to do that to like show out. You know no, I mean? no, like, I didn't feel like that. Okay. Nor did my mama. Okay, her 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 mom just happened to be here and. I just happen to not want to go another day without her not being my girlfriend. Oh, look at you, you wee wee boo boo. <laughs> so that so that answers the question, y'all. Like, no, seriously, I do feel like sometimes we can throw it off by trying to be too pushy or making somebody do something. I think a lot of times that I've seen this at best, and I saw a comments or make this comment. Men and women, we are both very verbal and nonverbal. Women can be more verbal, mm-hmm. 
but we're also very nonverbal and men can be very much nonverbal and verbal. And what I mean by that is you can watch the way someone treats you, the way they interact with you, the way they plan for you, the way they think about you, uh, the way they include you. And I knew Sean was serious because when the holidays came around before I had the chance to like really express everything I had going on. He instantly asked me, what will you be doing for the holidays? That's very intentional. That's very much asking a person what's going on for them. And might you fit into that time or might they want to fit into your time? Um, that that's clear. And most people that want to be with you, they're going to be clear. That's, that's something I've learned across the board. When people are murky, when you ain't heard from them in five days, when you <laughs> when you contacting the psychic to make sure that this is exactly who you should be talking to. Look, y'all, I've been there. Don't think I haven't been through the well, same predicament. Yeah. But you should not be looking for smoke signals and, for somebody to wait, be with you. But I want to say this, though, because some of the fellas out there, I don't... I don't know if there's a lot of fellas listening to this right now. They be listening. Okay. Mm -hmm. However, you know, for the fellas, you know, some of the ladies will do the same thing. Oh, yeah. And don't let her be, you know, look kind of fun and be in shape and, you know what I mean? I've been there, girl. I've been there, girl. Have a little money and got her own thing popping and, you know. Hot girl summer. <laughs> you know what I mean? You'll meet her somewhere and call her one time and, you know, be the nice guy trying to set up dates. And you gave me your number. Why are you not hitting me back? Yeah. Like. Then why? And I've been there, girl. And that, again, is the same behavior as a lot of women ask about with men. We do it to men, too. Um, I know I've done that. Several times, actually, it's funny enough. Sean heard some of my friends tell him stories about this. She didn't do that to me, though. I sure didn't. I was always like, oh, "Okay, yeah, hey, how you doing? What's going on?" So, yeah, I I think you're absolutely right, babe. Women do it too. So I cannot just say this is just men do that. But I said that because I, as a kind of a, a more traditional woman mixed with a little modern, mm-hmm. I do believe that men should be very vocal in their absolutely. intentions with a woman. But I do feel like a woman should, if yeah. she's not returning those intentions, then young men, you need to move away you too. You need to move the hell on, mm-hmm. period. Because she just might be in it for the free dates. But I digress. And the free meals. (laughs) Okay. That's a different conversation. (laughs) That's a different conversation. We could do a whole podcast on free dates and free meals. So, okay, y'all. So, we going to move on. Thank you, R. Jordan, for that question. Our next question is from Jessica Reed. She said, how do you trust the process and embrace yourself in seasons when you are all the way single? Like, not talking to anyone, no real suitors, et cetera. And I think I'll go ahead and start on this one. Basically, I have been single at several points in my life. Um, And, you know, what's funny is, again, just like I talked about outside pressure with me and Sean becoming official or defining what we were doing even now, like with defining whether or not we're ever going to get married, all of that that comes with being a couple. I think for me, I often have to define my singleness. You know, I, I think because... Um, people, men and women will often be like, man, you know, nobody ain't snatched you up yet. You ain't, 
you why ain't you with single? people you by yourself why you like no why kids? like you cute you this you that and i used to be like well you know maybe i ain't trying to be snatched Maybe I ain't trying to be with people. And there was a point in my life where I wasn't. Like, I wasn't trying to meet people. I wasn't trying to do certain things. Um, because I wanted to focus on understanding me. The one thing I hate about life in terms of dating is some of us are so thirsty to date, be married, be loved, that we have skipped over loving ourselves and dating ourselves. There was a point in my life where I had realized I had become so used to only being with other people that I forced myself to be by myself. And so when it came to really appreciating that singleness, I was going to movies by myself. I was going to eat by myself. I was going to do different things by myself. And I remember some of the comments that came with that. People would be like, oh, my God, you go to the movies by yourself? Oh, my God, you go eat by yourself? I'm like, like I'm not going and, and, and you know, being destructive to other people's properties and things like that. I'm just going to be by myself. And people would act like it was a plague, like it was a problem to want to be by yourself. And it wasn't because I, I would turn off not meeting people. I met people during that time. But I also knew that there was some time that I needed to restore, uh, restructure, resurface, and help myself. You know, even houses get remodeled, right? So sometimes you need time to work on yourself and, and chill on yourself and, and figure out what do you like about you because you can't share that or sell that to anyone else if you're not clear on that and I think a lot of us are very unclear in who we are and what we bring to the table we want everybody to bring things to the table and we ain't even sure on what we bring in that's true you know, we not even, dang, Sean, you going to steal my port. No, I'm joking. But, <laughs> but we're not even sure what we're bringing to the table. And that can be a very scary place. And and um, I never wanted to be in that position. I wanted to be able to know what I brought to the table. I think another thing that happens, too, is we get confused in who we are in dating. And so we end up being upset with other people who aren't clear on who we are, but then we realize we ain't clear on who we are. So I think it's important to not only that at that time be by yourself, but I think pray. I sought God in a lot of that time. I prayed a lot of times. I wanted to, I, I even created my list. I think I told you guys this, a list that wasn't stupid uh, for <laughs> really knowing what I wanted in a partner. I read the book, right? It's funny because right when I met Sean, I was finishing like the last 20 pages of a book called Marry Him. And that book has been excellent. And I even plan on reading it again. Um, and just understanding dating trends and, and understanding your life and how you fit in. Um, but I think that that time should be appreciated because you're actually appreciating yourself. So it's not about so much being with someone, but knowing that when you come together with someone, you're whole. You're not this half a person looking for someone to complete you. Yes, it's great to have someone you can't live without or that you don't want to live without. But I think it's important to be clear on what that means. That doesn't mean that that person needs to be your everything. You still need to come with a life of your own. Uh, understanding yourself, being able to fight for and fend for yourself. And I think that that's important. Wow, that was very eloquent. I mean, uh, wow, okay. Um, so, so for me, a couple of things, right? Not, not to be, not, not to be real preachy, but let's, I just want to throw this in there because 
for me, it was, I'm going to work on being the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. So that, because at the end of the day, um, I feel like you attract what you give off. And I felt like the best version of myself would allow me to find the woman that I was praying for. Mm. And so the first thing I would say is I seek wise counsel, right? Mm. So that's true too. You know, when it came down to it, I say, you know what? I've been in relationships, I've been in um, situationships, I've dated, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Uh, and I've met lots of people, <laughs> right? And so what I did was I sat down with some of those people that I've known for years that I look up to in their relationship and their marriage that have been, let's say, in marriages for like 20 years plus or 30 years plus. Uh, and I and I asked them questions like, well, you know, uh, what? how did you know that this person was the one? What type of advice do you have for someone like me that's dating and getting to know someone and trying to get to your level of, um, you know, marriage and relationship and things like that? And uh, two things that stuck out for me uh, in this process that I did, one thing I, I kept hearing this time and time again was that the person that you date and the person that you get closer to, this person should be your best friend. So work on building with that person so that they are your best friend. And the second piece that I kept coming back to was you need to learn how to be most vulnerable around or with this person that you're trying to build this with. So I would say that that was one of the main things I would say the the last thing that, again, going back to working on being my best self. I worked out more. I drank mm-hmm. more water. I looked at. So you can mind your business. Exactly. You know. Mm-hmm. You looked at what? <laughs> what you was looking at? Sean, what you was looking at? I was at the church house. I went okay. to the church house. Oh. Um, every Sunday. I was there every Sunday. Taking notes <laughs> at that, you know, just trying to understand good principles that would allow me to move into a new realm of my relationship or my future relationship, I, I should say. Um, yeah. And and just just worked on me. Yeah. You know? I agree with that. I like that, babe. So, yeah, hopefully that answers y'all's question. Really make sure you treasure self. That's what I think we're saying is, mm-hmm. is venture out, treasure self. And, and like Sean, I have a mentor, and I also have other people that have been married in my life from everything from one year all the way up to 40-plus years. And I asked them all, and a lot of the answers were the same. Love yourself first. Have a course of life for yourself first. Um, Care about yourself, but also learn to factor other things into that and be clear with that. So I think our messaging was the same um, and different because we're a man and woman. So that was really cool. My next question is from... Tashina Danzler. Okay. What does a man look for in a woman? What does he find most attractive about a woman? How long does it take for a man to commit? Which I think we kind of answered. Kind of answered that. Is there a particular age or certain status that man has to reach as being single before he pursues a woman? 
That's a good question. And do men cry? And so. do men cry? <laughs> I think you should start with that question. Do men cry? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, men cry. However, I, I think that this goes back to being mature. Mm-hmm. You know, as men, I feel that, man, I got to speak for men. You know, we feel as if we have to uphold this hey, we're really strong. We're like the backbone of of us in this relationship or whatever. Um, but when it comes down to it, I mean, we have feelings too. You know, sometimes we get sad. Sometimes things make us upset. Absolutely, we cry. A- absolutely. And Do you think a man should be of a certain status before he pursues a woman? I, I would say, I don't know if I would say status. I would say he has to be at a certain part of his life, I would say, because I'm... I'm more traditional in a sense um, that the man is is the head. He kind of sets the tone uh, for the relationship. So if uh, a man doesn't know where he's going or doesn't know where he wants his family to go and he doesn't have those resources, then that's that's very difficult for him to pursue someone and... Uh, build something with someone so if this is a man that wants to you know get married and have kids and start a family gotta have a job like you know it's just things like that I would say being able to be mentally ready and having the resources to move forward or what do men look for in a woman and what do they find most attractive about her most attractive I honestly look for Someone that was similar to me in that they did things to take care of themselves mentally, physically. Someone who was driven, you know, I didn't need to be with someone who necessarily was, let's say, making $10 million a year. But I I wanted to be with someone who was driven to do more or driven to be more. And eventually make $10 million. And eventually make ten million one day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Someone definitely who was God fearing. Uh, someone who was kind. Someone who was into me. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I've got a friend back in the Midwest, and we have this saying. You know, I like to date women who like me. You know, I like women who like me, or I like my woman to like me. I should say. I feel like that's what I found when I found Nina. Aww. No, I agree. I agree with everything you said. I can't say nothing else. I was going to ask you, though, if I fit those qualities. Absolutely. That That's what I found in you. Oh, thank you, Peggy. That's why I love you. Okay, so, Tashina, hopefully that answered your questions. We're going to move on to Margo. Margo said, love your outfit. Thank you, Margo, girl. Uh, my question, is he saved? Does he go to church and serve in the church? Margo, right? Mm-hmm. Margo. Margo. Margo, I am saved. I do go to church. Actually, I do not serve directly with the church, but I serve with my fraternity. We have tons of programs I serve with mm-hmm. uh, on the local and national level. I also serve on two nonprofit boards, uh, one for a local Midwest nonprofit uh, and also one for the United Way as well. Look at you. I love that. Yeah. You serving the people. But yes, and in terms of serving in the church, um, Sean is very interested in 
finding new ways to uh, be involved in the church, things like that. And and one you thing I, I love be a part of the choir. Yeah, because I always say he <laughs> wanted to be a part of the choir. But <laughs> one thing I I noticed about him from the beginning is that he took me to church. Uh, he came to church with me willfully. And even his friends here um, in Houston, he, you know, connected with people that knew of good churches. So I was able to find and, and see some of their churches because I was already attending a church here. But it was nice to go to their churches and see that he had friends, too, that love the Lord. See, that's another thing we got to look for sometimes. Sometimes we overlook that. Do they have friends that love the Lord? Um, and so here's another thing I'm going to say really quickly on this so we can get to these last few questions. But my mother also taught me this and, and others I've learned from taught me this. It's not just about whether or not a man goes to church. Sometimes it's about is he willing and has he had the chance to learn about the Lord? Um, some people have not learned about it the same way. Because I, I learned about it more as, a, as, as an, an adult. adult. Right. I didn't learn about it much as as. Uh, as a child and some people didn't and and so my mom always told me to look for the willingness to learn about the lord and love the lord and to be saved because some of these people in the church ain't quite right either i'm just gonna say it that might not be popular opinion but i'm gonna be honest just because you've been going to church all your life don't make you saved and don't make you be about the lord's business um so i think that you have to be very careful with both I would rather have the man who didn't necessarily learn about church the traditional way, but ended up going, enjoyed it, um, and took it into his life and his life matter. And and really took a hold of it, not just took a hold of it, but became a part of it and had the Lord be a part of and the head of it's his life. Then the person who's just been sitting up in church for a long time, because sometimes just going to church ain't enough. Just being in the church and just doing stuff in the church ain't enough. So I think that those are all important things to consider okay absolutely you want to read our next question babe i will read the next question so this question came from mel b could you guys discuss the mindset you had leading up to before meeting one another mine gonna be quick (laughs) i don't have much and i think we've kind of talked about this but i'm gonna say this my mindset was more that god whatever you have for me is for me you know, I'm a woman of a certain age. I did not really, and I'm, I'm not really guided by age because my mother did things a little differently in her life. Um, but at the same time, I was thinking, God, there are certain things I want for my life. But if those are not necessarily the things you want for me, I'm not going to fight that, you know. And I would definitely not want to sign up for a lifetime of hopelessness and sadness because I think some women and men Mm -hmm. uh, get in these marriages and relationships that are not good for them at all. Um, And they're very toxic and they're doing things that are very toxic within those relationships. And so for me, I'm going to tell you, my mindset was this, God, whatever you have for me is for me. I'm going to put myself in positions that make it easier uh, or simpler for you to be able to provide. But if that does not happen, then I will assume that's not the will for my life. Um, And I will continue to be fulfilled in many other ways. And I, I also got busy about being fulfilled in other areas of my life. And I think that my focus was not a relationship. I think many of my friends can attest to that. There were a lot of people that was trying to get at me, but I was not hearing it. I wasn't doing it. I wasn't trying to do it because I wanted to be in a place where God could give me the right person, not just a person. 
So my mindset was not God fill my time with someone. My mindset was God fill me with your perfect will. Give me what you will have me to have. I want to be a wife. I want to be a mother. But if that is not in your will, and if I am entertaining the wrong people, please remove them from my life. That was my prayer. And I also wrote down the 11 things that I wanted in a person. 11 you, things. You stole my answer because Sorry. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. I was Aww, actually going to. So. Go ahead and go. I was very, um, I was very intentional in that I wrote down very specifically to a T what type of person I wanted to date and what type of person I wanted to be with and one day marry. Oh. Guess you asked some one of the questions. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, I'm talking about, like, down to height. I mean, like, education, where they lived. Like, it's a little scary. It's a little creepy. Uh, and I don't even think I ever told you that. No, he hasn't told me everything because <laughs> he keep on telling me I'm going to tell you that later. Yeah, she don't need to know everything right now. Mm-mm. But... Absolutely, I wrote down everything down to a T, from geography to educate, all all those things. I was always told that if you pray for something that's very specific like that, and you, you you know exactly what it is that you're looking for, you'll know when you're blessed with it. Mm. Mm. When it comes. Very true. I agree with that. And I, I think both of us were kind of similar in that. We wanted something similar, so we prayed for similar things. And I think I was a little more lax with mine, but I'm, I'm happy that Sean was a little bit more directed, led, and guided by his attributes and the things that he wanted. I was a little more like, you know what, God, look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm here. I'm doing. I'm living. I'm upholding what I told you I would do. So I'm going to let you uphold your end of the bargain. Mm-hmm. Or you tell me what it's supposed to be. And that's where I am. And I think that's the best place to be found. Sure. Not bitter. Not unhappy. Definitely not, not mad. Bitter. Letting go. Baby, your girl been in therapy for the past seven years. I'm fine with saying that because it has been good for me. So I had dealt with my skeletons. And I was ready for somebody to come on and be able to, you know, go up to the next level with me. And I found it with Mr. Sean. I almost said your last name, but we not finna do that right now. So y'all gonna have to wait on that. So Sean, can you read our last question there? Okay. Uh, this one's from Zena Grace. How does an educated, ambitious Christian woman put herself in a position to receive and be open to dating and marriage? I can't answer for no. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna say you this. I'm gonna tell you this. I think I just pretty much explained that. I think that woman is willing to say, "Look, God, you have shown me your will for my life, and I think I have come to a place where I've been quite successful. I've done a lot of the things I said I was going to do. Um, I've I've gone a lot of the places I've wanted to go by myself. <laughs> you know, there's places I want to go with a significant other and with the family. So I think. I had upheld my end of the bargain with God is to finish out the course, is to do the things he wanted me to do. And and the reason why I say do the things that God wanted me to do was because I knew I was supposed to finish school. I knew I was supposed to be somebody, somebody. I knew I was supposed to be a person that 
upheld a certain standard that showed themselves approved, that loved family, that was kind, that developed their personal ca- personality characteristics, their relationship with God. I think all of that had been defined for that reason. I knew that I had put myself in the right place. Also, you might have to get unconventional as that woman, right? So I was on Tinder. A lot of people will say Tinder is a hookup site. But I've been on sites that you pay for. I've been on sites that you, you know, pay top dollar for. It doesn't make any difference. I think when your mindset is in the right place, which we've already discussed, mm-hmm. when your life is in the right place, when you've asked for the right things, when you're seeking God, God, right, God is going to make sure he sends you that right person, even if you're walking down the street. And so I had to trust that process. And I think something about people that, you know, say they're of God, a lot of them I find to be lacking faith faith. And I think one thing about my life is it's full of faith and it's full of hope. I've shown you guys a lot of my life and a lot of it has depended on faith that I would lose weight, faith that I would finish school, faith that I would get all the things that I wanted to do, things that I thought that most people from my neighborhood were not accomplishing. I was true to that and I was true to that process. And I think this had to be no different. I had to trust that God would send me the right person and I had to be right myself in order to be able to receive. So hopefully that answers your question. But babe, there was another question that kept appearing. And that was about whether or not we were abstinent or whether or not we were, you know, practicing abstinence or if sex was important in our relationship. And guys, I think that this part of a relationship should be very kept quiet. But I do think that we both had comments on this. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to make a comment about that, mainly because that's for respect for our relationship. However, I will say this. Be very mindful of what you're signing up for when you choose to do it or when you choose not to do it. That should be a personal decision, and I don't think that should be guided heavily by anyone. Now, if you have God as the head of your life and that's what you, you know, say God is telling you to do and you feel convicted not to do it, you need to be about that. However, I don't think that should be guided by man. I don't think that should be guided by someone else. I don't think that should be guided by the significant other in your life. You have to make that decision. You have to be clear on what you can accept and what you can't and what kind of repercussions come from adding sex to your relationship. What does that layer bring? What does it benefit or take away from your relationship? What do you have to say about that, babe? You know, about that specifically, I would say that I feel like before I dated Nina something that I felt that was very important as I was getting to know someone is that when it came to the sex piece it wasn't so much emphasis placed on having or or not having sex uh, outside of the I want to place more emphasis on getting to know this person Mm, I like that and and so I think that so many I would say people focus on that the the sex piece that sometimes they don't get an opportunity to get to really know the person that they're trying to get to know Mm -hmm. there's that noise i would say in the background and whether and that's whether or not you choose to have sex so some people focus too much on it when they choose not to some people focus too much on it when they choose to have sex Mm -hmm. I think you just have to be very clear on who you are in this situation Mm -hmm. and make decisions based on where you're feeling convicted um, as God is the head of your life. Or, you know, if you just feel like you don't want to do it or you do want to do it or you trust the person enough. I think sometimes that trumps. I think everybody else's rules sometimes trump what you even feel about the other person. And so I think that you have to be very careful in that. Right. 
<laughs> Did you want to leave the people with any last words, babe, or <laughs> comments? Last words. I would I would say as as you're dating and getting to know someone, I would say just just have fun sometimes. Keep it light. Mm-hmm. Like be intentional. I don't know if that sounds weird. Be intentional, but also just keep it light. Mm-hmm. Like if you're in a place where you're not really to go you're not ready to go deep and get to know someone, like just go out and have fun. Mm-hmm. But then when you are ready to be intentional and get to know someone, be intentional. It's in my opinion, it's that simple. I agree. I'm I'm gonna say the same thing, but I'm gonna let Bay lead those last words. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Thank you. Today was exciting and fun. Thank you for having me, Dr. Nina. Uh, You're amazing. Oh. And beautiful. I love you, Sean. Me too. Bloop. <laughs> so I thank you guys for celebrating our one year with us, our one year of knowing each other, our one year of being in one another's presence. Hopefully you'll be here for other things to come. But, oh, oh, God, that was another question. Do we see marriage in the future? Don't mess up my plan, y'all. Just let me... (laughs) (laughs) Just let me have my plan and be mysterious like some people like to be. But just know that I'm going to be intentional about my mysteriousness. I like it, man. You gonna be intentional about my mysterious about your mysterious. Don't be don't be mysterious about the ring, though. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking, joking, kinda. Uh, but y'all, hopefully, y'all enjoyed this and enjoyed our share of the evening. Absolutely, y'all have a good one. Good one. Bye. Peace. And that is all for today. Stay tuned for more though. Subscribe so you know when I post my next episode. And make sure you sign up for my free e-newsletter on DrNinaEllisHerby.com. And you'll also receive my free eight-day supernatural video course. You can also find me on YouTube and across the internet, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of that at Beautiful Brown Baby Doll or Dr. Nina. I also want to make sure that I let you guys know that here soon, your girl will be releasing something special. It's a mentorship membership, which is going to teach a lot of these things and more at a higher level. Also give you the chance to really be mentored by me on many different things, including career success, friendships, relationships, and also specific lifestyle courses that can aid you in living your best life possible. If you found this episode to be good to your heart, soul, and mind, take your time, go ahead and post it. Screenshot it, throw it in your stories and tag me, or put it on your Instagram timeline and tag me. I usually respond pretty quickly. So thanks so much for listening, guys. I'm going to catch you in the next episode. Dr. Nana signing off. Peace.